Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Ali Mancuso, and this is episode 196, Creating Friendships, Not Frenemies. Super excited to talk about this topic. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Powerhouse Podcast, hosted by expert coaches Megan Swanson-Rhodes, former Miss Nebraska and Miss Nebraska USA, and Ali Swanson-Mancuso, also former Miss Nebraska and Mrs. Nebraska United States. Every Tuesday, we bring you a life-changing, challenging, and activating episode to help high-achieving women win their pageants, massively transform their mindsets, and dominate all aspects of life, both inside and outside of pageantry. Allie and Megan are international coaches of high-achieving women in all 50 states and beyond and live to see women conquer their dreams. If you are not already a part of our Powerhouse Club, join the fastest-growing group of winning pageant queens on the planet, linked in the show notes each week. Now, let's get on to this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 196 of the Powerhouse Podcast, Creating Friendships, Not Frenemies. I'm excited to talk about this today because there's a lot of stigmas in pageantry that you can't make friendships and win, or they pick the mean girl to win the pageant, or you you can't actually relate with each other, or you're not actually contending for other people. You really want to stab them in the back, right? We see all these stereotypes either in movies or if you've never really competed in in a good pageant system that helps foster really good friendships or relationships, maybe that's your natural bent or that's your understanding of what competing for a pageant is. So what I want to do is really break that stigma on this podcast and then also share some really practical advice that I implemented in my own pageant journey as well as Megan implemented in hers to not necessarily be a people pleaser because I don't think that's healthy, right? You have to have a level of awareness of being just aware of other people around you, how you're impacting the room, how you're impacting others, but still putting that competitive hat on and know that you have goals that you've set your mind on and you've worked really hard for this moment and you're not going to let anything get in the way of that. But all that being said, it means nothing if you're not nice, right? People remember you for your actions, your words, and really how you treat them in life in general. That's not just a pageant thing. So What I want to do is really walk through some of these practical things that I have learned in my life and hopefully impart them to you in a way that if you're somebody who really struggles with this, maybe you're, if you go back a couple weeks and listen to our power, presence, and warmth triangle, maybe you're somebody who is overly powerful and doesn't know really how to tap into that warmth because maybe you're so insecure, you are constantly overanalyzing everything and you have RBF face and people just are really intimidated by you. Or maybe you're overly warm and people walk all over you and you're you're kind of stuck in this people-pleasing mode of I have to make friends, everybody needs to like me, so much so that you lose out on that competitive drive or that competitive game plan or mindset that you need to actually win. So the first thing that I want to just recommend for everybody listening is watch and learn from the people who make this look easy. If you pause for a second and think of that one person in your life who does such a good job of networking or when you put them in the room, they just shine and sparkle and it's so easy for them to meet new people and talk to new people and make friends quickly. Think about that individual in your life. I know there's somebody that we're all connected to that's just a social butterfly. Everybody loves them and they're that type of person, right? Why do you think it seems so easy for them to connect with people, to make quick friends, to be comfortable with eyeballs on them? What do they do that draws people in so much and makes people say, wow, you know, that 
Samantha, wow, that that Nick, that whatever insert person's name that you're thinking of, wow, they're just so kind and my impression of them was just so great and they're just such a wonderful person. Well, how do you have that impression off of somebody after meeting them for five minutes or 10 minutes, right? It's a similar tactic. I don't want to also call it a tactic because I don't want you to overanalyze it like, oh, I have to put on this facade and have tactics while being with my friends. No, that's not what it's about. But there is a skill Interpersonal communication skills are skills that you can develop and communication skills are skills that you can develop too. So same thing. That's what I'm talking about. But what do they do that draws people in so much? They're intentional with people. They they are present in the conversation. They're not just talking about themselves, but they're really trying to get to know somebody else. And we're going to dive deeper into some of these specifics that I want you to actually picture yourself in maybe a situation where you were uncomfortable. Maybe that's competing for a pageant. You're around all these other beautiful women and you don't really know how to start up a conversation with somebody or maybe somebody is your direct competitor and you want to be nice but still stay in your lane. We're going to talk through some things that can really, really help you shine and stay in your lane. So the first thing let's start with today is before you actually compete. Now, different pageant systems have various events, orientations, etc., that you can participate in or get involved in. And I highly encourage you to do this. It actually helps you form a bond earlier with the girls you're going to be competing against. And most pageant systems talk about being a sisterhood, right? They want you to be for each other and support each other because there can only be one winner and Everybody else does not walk home with the title, right? So being a true sisterhood is really stemming from the friendships that you're bonding and you're forming along this journey. So before you compete, a couple practical things. You can do collaborations with your other fellow title holders on social media. Maybe you have a similar platform or a similar interest as somebody else. Invite others to participate in your own events. Maybe you coordinate something and you text a couple of them and see if they can get involved. The important thing here is that you're making an effort. This is something that your fellow title holders can see. They they will reciprocate that effort back at you. And it's also something that either your executive director or your board sees as well. So that effort before you compete is really, really important. And it's really providing more opportunities for you to connect with other individuals. And think about it, if you're competing for your pageant and you walk in with several friends already and you're not starting from scratch, how awesome is that, right? It's just going to make you feel like you have your people, you have your tribe, you're more comfortable, and you're not starting from scratch, which is really awesome. Now, at the pageant, let's say you are a part of a system who does not have those events prior to the actual competition, or you just are really, really busy and you could not make that work in your schedule. Okay, well, There also are some tips and tricks of you meeting people for the first time that can really put you in a positive light and create a warmer atmosphere and just allow you to connect with people when you are first meeting them. First thing being having open and inviting body language. I think a lot of us, if we carried around a mirror, are completely flabbergasted at what we are giving off, the vibe we're giving off, the facials we're giving off, the negative body language we're giving off, standoffishness, right? A lot of us have that naturally. But when you tune into more awareness and you have 10% more, I'm just throwing out a random number, let's just say 10% more awareness of how others are perceiving you, it actually helps in 
a conversation and especially when networking with somebody or meeting somebody for the first time because you can read the room so to speak and read their facial expressions and maybe you're talking too loud maybe you're too overwhelming maybe you are talking too quickly or talking too much those are all things that you can pick up by nonverbals and the more you learn about them the easier it is to tune into that and you are really doing a job, doing a good job of making somebody else feel comfortable when you are aware of your body language, your facials, your speaking pace, etc. So that's why I always start with that one because regardless if you're walking into a room with 50 people, there's three people in the room, how you carry yourself, what's going on on your face, people can tell and it really does make a difference when you go above and beyond to try and make them feel welcome. The second thing is being open-minded about others and be careful not to prejudge. Now, I'm bringing this up because in pageants, a lot of the times we scour social media to see who our competition is, what they're up to, if they can beat us. We kind of go into this comparison mode. You might not even know it, but you might be prejudging that individual based off of their successes on social media or what they post on social media. So it's really important to be open-minded about people because I genuinely believe that people are not ill-intended in their actions or their words. They don't mean to do bad things. Sure, there's that small percentage of people who are psychos, (laughs) to be honest, but most people, if you confronted them on something, they didn't know that they were being offensive or that their body language was off-putting or... They, they didn't intentionally try to make somebody angry or feel bad about themselves, right? So being open-minded and kind of treating everybody with a blank slate is a great place to start. And that aids your own thinking of being warm and welcoming because you are not having this false assumption of who somebody is or what their intent is. Next is practice your fun facts or about me elevator pitch. Now, you might be like, well, I'm going to do that in my interview or my onstage question. You are, but for some reason, when this gets into a group context where there's a bunch of girls in the same room, people can get very weird. And there's this achievement hierarchy where people start saying, oh, and I did this and I did this, or you try to one-up somebody and you might not even know that you're doing it. So if you're prepping for that, right, not that you have to be rehearsed or a robot, please do not do that. And I'm not trying to tell you to do that. But if you have a little bit of social anxiety and you don't really trust necessarily what's going to come out of your mouth, think about a couple of things that you would like to share with other individuals in a way that would connect you to them. So starting off with a question is a great way to do that. So, hey, do you play sports or tell me what your major is in college or tell me about your platform? What's your background or why why did you choose that? Is there a story that goes along with that? Tell me about yourself, right? Starting out with a question can bridge that gap where then it becomes natural to kind of talk about yourself afterwards. But if you're practicing kind of what are reasonable things that you can share with somebody else, that also can help drive your questions that you're asking somebody else. So if you have a lot of scholastic achievements, right, it'd be very off-putting if I was just like, hi, I'm Allie, and I was first in my class, and I was da-da-da-da-da, list, accomplishment, accomplishment, accomplishment. Someone's going to be like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> like, who are you, you robot? Like, you're so full of yourself, right? But if I go into a conversation, I'm like, hey, tell me a little bit about where you go to school, what your major is. I'm just curious. And that's so much more inviting because they get the chance to talk first. And more often than not, they're going to follow up that with, what about you? And then you can kind of go into briefly talking about yourself. 
The one tip that I also will share about this is make sure you're not talking about yourself more than the person you're talking to. That can be really intimidating for a first impression with somebody else. If I'm just saying, hey, tell me about yourself, like what's your name again or what state are you from representing? And I'm I just go straight into accomplishment, accomplishment, accomplishment. I'm like, again, what the heck? You're a robot. You don't know how to emotionally connect with somebody. And that's also a really good check in with yourself to say, am I talking too much? Am I actually active listening to the other person, what they have to say, or am I just looking for the next opportunity for me to jump in and then talk about myself? That's not actually good listening skills, which brings me to my next point. Are you active listening? Or are you actively listening to what others are saying? Not just for a chance for you to talk about yourself or focusing on your own self-consciousness. A lot of times we talk because we are, are not comfortable with the silence, but in reality, there's a lot of beauty in the silence sometimes because you're giving that other person an opportunity to share, to jump in, to think of new questions, especially if they're an introvert, right? You don't want to be domineering and controlling that whole conversation. Another tip is to write thank you notes. Bring empty thank you notes to your pageant and write them out for people who have blessed you that week. Maybe it's a hostess backstage. Maybe it's a fellow title holder. You never know who you can impact with a simple thank you and a demonstration of gratitude. And that is something that served me well. And I don't write a thank you note to get the affirmation, but I do it because whether your words of affirmation or not, or gifts, I guess it would be a little bit too if you're giving somebody that, but it really just shows them that you were paying attention, that you see them, that you're honoring them. And that's really going above and beyond just a nice verbal thank you. It's it's telling them intentionally, I really, really appreciated X, whatever you did for me this week. And that really means a lot to people. And it's a great, great takeaway from the weekend and something that they will remember. This also goes into really slowing down and being present with whatever journey you're on. Again, whether you're competing for a pageant or you are just living life, it's so important to be present, to be in the now, to be aware of what's going on, how you're impacting others. And when you are present, you're able to put others first without sacrificing yourself. And it is possible to do that. Maybe you're like, well, I've tried that in the past and I just either sacrifice myself. Maybe I'm the person I alluded to at the beginning of this podcast, the person who's too warm and gets trampled over, run over by people because they're worried about people pleasing, right? Or maybe you are the opposite end of the spectrum. You're too powerful and you're intimidating the heck out of everybody and you're so unapproachable, right? Whether you are either one of those kind of ditches on either side, you can still come back to the center by being more present and being more aware of how you're impacting other people. Maybe that is that you need to say no when someone's asking you to do something or to help them with something so you're able to focus on yourself and compete well. Maybe that is you need to intentionally start conversations with other individuals so they don't see you as this standoffish, intimidating person, but they can see your warmth and the softer side of you as well. And the biggest thing that I'll say is being prepared for this moment helps you be more welcoming to others. Being prepared for the pageant helps you be more welcoming. Mentally having a strategy helps you be more welcoming. And you might be like, Allie, how? Well, think about it. If you know that you are just 
going to absolutely knock it out of the park because you've done everything humanly possible. You've poured your blood, sweat, and tears into training and practicing and rehearsing and doing everything in your power to present this ideal product of yourself in this pageant, then you're not going to be comparing yourself to others because you've done all that you can to get to this point, right? That preparation allows you to slow down and be present because you're not worried about oh, did I do enough? How am I going to stack up? You have a general knowledge of that already because you're prepared. And that's the biggest thing with this is having that strategy walking in. Not that you are this calculated robot, whatever. Like that's not what I'm trying to get across here because people who are too calculated are standoffish and you're going to create more frenemies rather than friendships, right? And the whole reason why we're talking about this is how do you actually create friendships when you expect yourself to compete at this high level, right? Well, the starting point is being prepared. If you are prepared, you're not going to want to look on social media and compare yourself to everybody else. You're not going to switch up your swimsuit walk because you see somebody else do this really cool turn and you think you can do that last minute. No, (laughs) you stick to your game plan. It's not like you're changing your talent song the day of because somebody else is also a vocalist and you're a vocalist. No, you're going to do what you've rehearsed. You're going to do what you practice and do it well and live in that state of calm and cool and collected because you're ready and you're prepared. And that calmness attracts other people to you. People want to be around other people who are calm and they're prepared and they're ready rather than this nervousness, this nervous energy where you're talking too much. You are an energy suck from other people around you. Nobody wants to be around somebody like that. So the more awareness you have about yourself, what you're bringing to the table, how others are perceiving you, really, really helps create friendships because you're inviting people to sit at your table, so to speak, ask you questions, and you really are proving that you care about them. And it's not just an act that you're putting on just to compete for this pageant, but you really want to get to know other people. And there's a lot, a lot of power in that. Well, I hope you learned something from this podcast today, and I hope that you were taking some notes or some mental notes down of when you are competing for your upcoming pageant, things that you can do to be more friendly, to actually make friends and really have the best time ever competing while also trying to go for that crown. Thanks so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast, guys. I'm Allie. I'll see you next week. Really quick before you go, this weekend is our May Training Camp Mastermind. Yes, this weekend, May 12th through 13th, 2023 in Omaha, Nebraska. This is a live event that you do not want to miss. I know it's right around the corner if you're hearing this for the first time on our podcast, but there are still spots available. You just have to go to mastermind.powerhousepageantry.com and secure your spot today. We'd love to see you there. There's only a handful of spots left. We know that this will be a life-changing experience for you and we hope to see you there. Hey guys, it's Coach Allie. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast. Megan and I absolutely love our listener base and we couldn't do what we do without you guys. If you stayed all the way till this part of the podcast, there's a couple things that I wanna make sure that you know. We are constantly updating our resources to be the latest, greatest trainings and stay really up to date with trends. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall on pageant coaching, we have a service called the Powerhouse Club among some other things. And to be honest, it is the best coaching in the world. 
Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but we have the best community with amazing women from every single state in the United States in our community, and we just love pouring into you guys. So if you want to figure out how to save $700 overall, like I said, be a part of the best coaching service in the world. Click the link below. We would love to assist you. See you next week, guys.